Rivas. You move into the mansion. Planting, planting seeds in my head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everybody should have what they need in the <clears throat> deck table. All the recordings and the translators. Thank you very much. You are set up. People who's raising their hand there, you already got what you need. Um, okay, yeah, good. Janice is also joining us very soon. Janice from Colorado. Some of you may know her. I'm She's here. Hi, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> She's big in uh, DCI these days. She's famous in Silverton. <laughs> very welcome, very welcome. We also have Alex Rivas. Uh, you know him as well. He's famous in Guadalajara. <laughs> and he just moved to a beautiful mansion. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, but yeah, he's doing a lot of good work for uh, YSI and also for the translations in, into Spanish. So welcome, I'm very glad to see you. Thank you, Juan. Thank you for being here. All right, all right, let me give a brief introduction. So what are we doing here today? This morning, wherever I am, but some other places is night. <laughs> um, we are on our session number 87 on the Mix Notes Reading Club. These days, what we are doing is uh, we are going through the Bodhisattva Charyavatara. It's a very, very beautiful ancient text written in ancient India by a um, sage, a master called Shantideva, Master Shantideva. And, and it is about mostly, as far as I understand, it actually, we could say in a way, it is a form of Lam Rim because it talks about every step you have to develop in order to achieve your highest uh, stage of potential. Um, something very interesting about it is like, he's very big into developing one of the crucial elements to get enlightened which is bodhicitta. For one, this bodhicitta is like a wish, like, like something you really want to. You really want to achieve this state because you, you know if you do, you can help so many people, everybody really, including yourself. But that's only like, I think one perspective out of it. Another perspective is, um, I like to think of bodhicitta also as, Yes, it is a wish, it is something you want, but it's something happening in your heart and in your energy once you have it. It's like, a, sometimes I kind of joke and say that it's like a substance running inside your um, subtle body. It is like, like when those superhero movies, you know, it's very common, like the superhero at first is weak and then something happens to them and they become like super strong and super capable and sometimes it's like they get a substance or they get like a poison or like something happens to them and then they are powerful. I think bodhicitta is something like that many times. I mean, I think so. Of course, wisdom as well, but, but I think I like to see it as that way. So anyways, let's move to the topic. Uh, Master Shantideva teaches and share with us what we have to do in order to get it to get this bodhicitta. So first we say, first you need to know what it is and why do you want it? He talks about the benefits of it. Then he say, okay, next, once you decided you want it, you have to purify yourself, get rid of your bad seeds, get clean because this substance needs like a nice clean mind and heart to, to live in. <laughs> so first you get clean, we also already studied that in previous sessions. Then you learn how to do offerings to the three jewels, which is something very interesting since the three jewels mostly are connected with emptiness and emptiness is an absence, just saying. 
Uh, then you also learn how to do postrations to the triules. And then we start the purification process, which begins basically means the four powers of purification. And we already cover purification number one. Purification number one is the power of destruction. Now we are moving into purification power number two. It's called the power of foundation, sometimes also called taking refuge. So in this context, I would like to ask Alex Rivas, can you tell us what do you understand? Two things, by taking refuge and, and by doing the power of taking refuge. Are they the same? Is it something different? How do you connect them both? How do you do it? Yeah, well, for me, refuge is to think, well, not for me, they say that, that refuge is to think about the pen, you know, think about emptiness, think about everything is coming from you. And that's the only thing that can really protect you because you will stop harming people, hurting people. You will stop, you will treat people right. If you know that everything is coming from you, that's the only thing that will protect you because you will stop hurting people. So for me, and they say that is refugees to think about the pen, think about everything is coming from you. Everything is a blank screen. You're just projecting what you did to others in the past. So for me, that's refuge. And, and the power of refuge, I don't know, I haven't like thought about that much, but I think it's the power that gives you the thing about this gives you power. Like you are saying like the superpowers of the superheroes. Like if you think about emptiness, that's a superpower. And, and you need this to end your bad seats that we're talking about this. You need to think that everything is coming from you so you can stop it and that's refuge and that's the only thing that can help you because no one can help you from their own side maybe someone will come and help you but only because you have the seat to do to get help so yeah we need to ask for help but knowing that the help is coming from our seats if there's a being or things coming and help and they will help us it's only because we help others in the past and because we think about the pen and so that's refuge for me thank you thank you very much Rivas um it is very interesting because it seems that a big part of purifying it has to do with understanding and we were talking about that uh, last session with uh, Tim Lowenhop and Aldo, they came, Aldo Arzapalo, they came and, and we were talking about, it seems that the more we understand how reality works, the more we are protected at many different levels. But as you mentioned, Rivas, um, one of them is because we understand how reality works, we take better decisions. So, so we stop planting bad seeds and we start planting better and better seeds. And actually those are the seeds who are gonna protect us. Um, I would like now to ask you, Janice, what is it for you to take refuge in general? And how do you connect it with this uh, power number two, the, the power of foundation it's called, but in a way what it means is we use this refuge to, to clean ourselves and to protect ourselves. How do you connect these two? What is it for you? How do you do it? Well, uh, first of all, you know, you have to have a problem, something that you want to get rid of. And we all do. That's obvious. But um, we have to have faith in this foundation, the foundation of the Buddha jewel, the Dharma jewel, and the Sangha jewel. We have to have faith. So when we want help, we have to believe that we're running to something that can help us. It's like, you know, when you get a cold or you get COVID and you want relief, you maybe run to a doctor and you think they're going to help you. So what really matters in um, 
going for refuge to these three objects, the Buddha jewel, Dharma jewel, and Sangha jewel, is that we trust and believe that this can help us. If we don't have that, why would we go to for refuge to them? Um, let's see, I wanna make sure I um, respond to all of your questions. So, you know, what have I done? You know, I, I like to use uh, personal examples of the things I've gone for refuge. You know, um, sometimes I go to another person uh, thinking that they'll be able to help me. So I have a problem. And then I think about who can help me. And maybe I'll run to a, a, somebody who's helped me a lot in the past. I use logic, something or someone that has helped me in the past. So it's really important that we also apply logic to this. The logic that, you know, we've studied this, we've had results. And that that helps our, our faith and our belief that this is something that will help us. And that goes back to what Alex said, um, you know, that we have a deeper understanding of how things work, where our reality comes from. If we understand, you know, we're, what we're understanding is cause and um, result, karma. If we understand that and we understand how our reality works and that these teachings have taken us there that then we will have faith you know and like alex also said we also need the seeds the seeds for us to get those results but when we have faith we are planting seeds to get the results we need did did i i think you had two parts to the question and i might have forgotten one part one uh, well it, it was like what is it refuge and how do you connect taking refuge as a part of purifying a seed oh thank you okay so how do we take refuge as part of purifying a seed well like if we're going for refuge to the buddha the dharma and the sangha and we understand cause and effect or we understand how karma works we go for refuge because we have these beautiful um uh, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha that have taught us about karma. When we understand karma, we know that what we do is going to create a result. So in the four powers of purification, if we understand that and we use this tool, we know that when we do something bad, we're going to get a bad result. When we do something good, we're going to get a good result. And then we can apply our regret oh, I made a mistake. I don't want those seeds or the, that karma to ripen so that I'm going to have more pain in the future. And the sooner I do that after I've done something unpleasant, then I'll, I'll get a, I will get a result, but it'll be so small, maybe I won't even notice it. Um, you know, for an example, maybe, maybe I was driving and I killed a small animal and I have immediate regret. You know, I've taken a life. I didn't have a, a full karma. I didn't plan it. It was an accident, but I'll still get a result. If I take the four powers at that time, because it wasn't a big karma and I haven't given it much time to grow, I can use this tool and have immediate regret and go to the... Um, remember the pin like alex said remember where things come from and and just you know i'm really sorry i did that i won't do it again i'll be more careful i'll drive slower that'll be my makeup activity that's how i would apply it by understanding how we create our reality and trusting that we can purify the bad deeds we've done by having intelligent regret based on the fact that we understand where things come from. So we regret making mistakes because we don't want to get those results. That's very interesting, Janice. Thank you so much. You know, when I was listening to you just now, I thought um, it seems to me that taking refuge, it's connected as well with the four Arya truths. Mm -hmm. I really think so because in a big way, well, at least when, well, anyways, refuge is connected to purifying a seed, right? And what I was wondering is why, why, why is so important to, to take refuge? 
as far as I understand, one of those things, again, is um, it sets our mind in understanding. It sets our mind in wisdom. So that starts changing like the whole scenario, let's say. And as you say, Janice, we want to avoid uh, planting bad seeds and we want to plant good seeds. And I think it's connected to this, like number one, because we know in life there is suffering. We, we have problems. Something's gonna go wrong if we don't do anything, right? Like, like the normal tendency is that something's gonna happen. We're gonna get sick, we're gonna get old. People that we love are gonna get sick, we're gonna get old and die eventually. If we don't, if we cannot change it. <laughs> but number two, number two, that is not random. That is not fixed. That's only the case because that suffering is caused. Something is causing that suffering. Mm -hmm. And then number three, um, it could be different. If you remove the causes, then the results are going to be different. And then it could be the case that then we don't get sick. Nobody else gets sick. Nobody else gets old. Nobody else dies. Neither do we. And then something that is very interesting to me, it's in the reading we also take refuge on the path, meaning on the techniques. Because as you may have heard, uh, truth number four is there is a way to fix it. Okay, uh, I guess number three is like, you can fix it. And number four is, and we teach you how. <laughs> we teach you how to fix it. And in this sense, I would like to go to the reading. Actually, this is a short reading. We may have a good chance to, in 10 minutes, maybe just read it all, keep talking about it. But you'll see part of taking refuge as a form of purification is to say, okay, I trust you. As you were saying, Janice, I really like that. I trust you. I think you can help me and please teach me how. And then they say, like, I take refuge in the teachings, in all those things that I'm supposed to do and all those things that I'm supposed not to do, that the victors <laughs> teach. So I'm going to open the reading, if you like. And, and we read, it's very short. This one is particularly short. So let's check it out. Uh-huh. Wait here. Good. I was thinking how this helps to purify, mm -hmm. like, like thinking about emptiness, that is the refuge, you know, uh, how this purified the seeds. I was just thinking about this right now, like from the yogic per perspective, like when you think about emptiness, the prana goes to the middle, you know, the, the mm. prana go uh, when you do yoga and you stretch and and twist you know you want to take the prana from the side channels and take it to the middle so the side channels uh the the wrong thoughts or the bad thoughts runs through the side channels as many of you may know so when you think about emptiness you're trying to get the prana to the middle and that like physically starts purifying your bad seeds physically your bad seeds start getting purified like and your bad thoughts starts going away because you are just thinking about emptiness so physically from the yogic perspective you're purifying only because you're thinking about emptiness and you're protecting yourself because your thoughts are not running through they don't want to, you don't want them to be in the side channels. So you won't get these bad thoughts. Only thinking about emptiness, you're protecting yourself to having the prana running in the side channels and making you do bad things and thought and think bad things. So I just wanted to share that because it came to my mind right now. Yeah, Alex, I really like that. And I like that you linked it to yoga because I know you're such a great yogi. 
but also that's so true because um the best antidote we can use in the four powers which Juan will be getting to I'm sure in, in one of his classes is to think about emptiness where things come from and uh, that every there's nothing as we all know there's nothing that exists without our seeds we would not experience any of this this zoom call <laughs> so that was great alex thank you definitely thank you both thank you both and it's interesting janice even last session tim was saying that even the four steps of planting a seed uh have their own emptiness which is very interesting we could talk about that for hours but yeah. <laughs> No, and I really appreciate Riva's um, this connection that you share with us about what's going on at the um, yoga perspective point of view. I think it's very, very good, very useful to always be aware of the many layers um, on how things are working and how they are working. And, you know, so, thank you. It's, it's very interesting to me. Okay, so let's read this. Um, would you like to start reading, Janice? Uh, it's actually like three or four pages long and, you know, not too big. Right, so. yeah. Okay. okay. Um, the four powers of purification. Power number okay. two, the foundation. The force of the foundation. With this, we have reached our explanation of the second, the four forces which is the force of foundation. We proceed in three steps, instructions on seeking refuge in the three jewels from this very moment, seeking help in the sons and the daughters of the victors, those who possess the power of prayers and carrying out their wishes once you have taken refuge in them. The victorious Buddhas, the saviors of all living kind, exert themselves in order to protect beings. Thus, it is... Thus, it is that you should take refuge today itself in those of great power who remove every kind of fear. Should I keep going or? Yeah, maybe these two more paragraphs. Okay, then... here is the first. Once you have taken birth in the lower realms, which we have, well, no, we haven't. <laughs> we're kind of in, we're in the best realm, oh, the human realm. Just enough suffering to get us to want to make differences, and then to have the the ability to think about how we can do that. Sorry, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can seek for some kind of protection, but you will find none. The victorious Buddhas, the saviors of all living kind, exert themselves in advance in order to protect every sentient being and they possess a consummate ability to achieve this protection. Thus it is that you should take refuge quickly, today itself in those of great power who have the ability to remove every kind of fear. You should as well take total refuge in the Dharma which they have grasped completely. The Dharma which eliminates the cycles every fear, as well as in the assembly of bodhisattvas. Yay. Yeah. All right. All right. I would like to bring this up and check this out because I've been I've been catching my myself doing this lately a lot. Um when we take refuge, I think Janice, you you mentioned it already. Uh it is about we we go looking for help into something or someone that we believe can help us. So I start noticing, probably influenced by this reading, <laughs> um, like I take refuge so much all day long in worldly objects, like but even simple things like, um, I don't know, I'm hungry, so I take refuge in the apples I have in the kitchen. And then I go on and I don't even think about it. I just trust 100% that the apple is gonna take away my hunger or the pain, the, the suffering of hunger. But I don't even think about it. It's just, um, how do you say, subconscious. So I don't know, I want, what else? I wanna buy um, more bananas or avocados. And I take refuge that if I go to the grocery store, I'm gonna find it. And I think 
at a certain degree, we have to trust that, but at the same time, we have to understand why is it the case that the apples right now have the power to remove my suffering of hunger? So does any of you would like to talk about this, this very fine balance between, okay, we have to acknowledge that things work and, and it is true, the classical example, if I stand in front of a truck, um, if I stand in front of an empty truck, <laughs> the, the empty truck is gonna hit me and it's gonna break my empty bones. <laughs> but I'm gonna experience that empty suffering, you know? And I'm gonna have to pay, a, I guess you Michael likes to say something like, I'm gonna have to pay an empty hospital <laughs> check or bill. Okay, but that, that's in one hand. But in the other hand, it will be also incorrect to believe, it will be incorrect to believe that the apple, that if I'm hungry, I shouldn't eat under certain specific circumstances. But it will be also wrong to believe that because I'm eating the apples, that's the cause, the real deep cause of removing my hunger. And I really want to connect this to taking refuge, like, like what's the deep understanding between, okay, things are empty and things work. Does any of you have something to, to, or maybe a personal experience when you catch yourself um, taking things for granted, maybe taking refuge on simple things that are not very well examined, like I do. <laughs> Alex, did you want to go first? Uh, you can go first. Well, I was thinking, you know, um, <laughs> first of all, I'll address the apple. Um, yeah, I go to the fridge all the time. It's right over there. It's my really good friend. <laughs> you know, I go there, especially when I'm working from home. I go there, you know, I go to the refrigerator because I get bored maybe. And I think the refrigerator uh, will remove my boredom because there's something more interesting inside of it. You know, so that takes us to, um, you know, will the apple that I get out of the refrigerator, refrigerator, will that satisfy my hunger? Well, yes, it will in a conventional way. But the bottom line is we have to have seeds or um, a vehicle, something where our karma can ripen. So if I've planted the seeds in the first place to have the apple, and then I have a refrigerator that also comes from my karma, and the apple in my refrigerator comes from my karma, then if it's loaded with the right type of seeds, when I eat that apple, it will sustain me. Or if I don't have the seeds and there's an apple in there, maybe it's rotten. So really we have to have a vehicle for the actions we've done to ripen on. And you know, that's, then Juan mentioned um, the empty truck, the empty hitting of his body and the breaking of his empty bones. What are they empty of? The truck is empty of not coming from me. My bones, my body are empty of not coming from me. So there is no truck that will hit me that doesn't come from my past karma. So I've made a truck. I've made the seeds to have a truck, to have the image in my mind and have it projected out of my mind into a real truck that can break this body that is also coming from seeds that produce images that produce my body. And when the two collide, it will break my bones because I made them and they are real. <laughs> you know, so if we understand that, that everything around us that we experience is real because it's coming from our past thoughts, words, and deeds, it can either help us or it can hurt us. You know, and that's where we take refuge in just knowing that much. And you know where the teachings come from. Thank you for the question, Juan. <laughs> oh, thank you, Janice, because I really like this. Um, <laughs> I like when we talk about emptiness and things are being empty. I think it can be very useful to talk about what are they empty of. 
And you just say that, and I think that can be very useful to remember, okay, uh, never to fall into this wrong idea that things being empty mean like somehow they are not real or like somehow they things don't matter or that things don't work. No, 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 it's actually just to say things are empty of having a self nature. You did say things are empty of coming from their own side or their own way. It's the same. It's not that they are not coming or it's not that they are not there. It's just that the way they, the methods, I would say, the methods they use to exist are not the ones we thought. <laughs> they are not existing just out there by themselves. They are existing because they are coming from our seats. Yeah. That, that's it. It's awesome. It's awesome. They are there. They function. They work because they come from our seats. Right, right. And we're talking the high school. We're talking the higher middle way. And that's a Chuck had a question. Yes, Chuck, even how your sense of self is, it's coming from you. Think about it. When you have a good day, where did those seeds come from for you to experience pleasant results? Where did the seeds come from when you have a bad day? They have to ripen somewhere. So when I'm having a bad day, I have to think about like, when did I plant this crap? You know, and then use the four powers to purify that stuff that I planted that makes me miserable today or yesterday <laughs> and work on planting good seeds. That's the higher middle way. There, there, there are different levels of emptiness in the different schools. No, and and that, now that you said that, uh, before getting into the meeting, I just opened my Instagram and it came a reel, but it was very interesting. The guy was saying that suffering is not the problem. Like suffering is not the problem. Suffering is the solution, he said. And I was like, how, how suffering is a solution? And then he said, because for example, when you touch something that is really hot, the solution that your brain comes with, it, it's like, hey, pain, pain, pain. And then you need to do something about it. The solution that the brains come, like, think about, it's like pain. And then you move your, your hand. So he was saying that suffering is the solution. It was very interesting because it was before the class. So I, I was thinking a lot about that. Like, like if you're uh, the emotions, he was telling the emotions are the solution. Like your body, your brain gives you this emotion or this suffering. For example, if you're in, in a relationship or something and you're suffering or something is, is your brain is saying, do something, do something, do something. So that's the solution that the brains give you and then you can do something. So it, it was very interesting and I wanted to share it. Thank you, Rivas. And actually I can connect that with, uh, you know, in the five paths of evolution, usually the very first one is like a big tragedy, like pain makes us develop renunciation. Like pain get us so tired that we want to make a change. Remember this thing like Geshe Michael uh, says often that Ken Rinpoche used to tell him the only good thing about Sansara is that it's so painful. <laughs> so you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only good thing that you don't like it that much that you decide to do something about it. It's cool, it's interesting um do you guys agree we we keep reading a little bit more if anybody yeah in the chat um, um my apologies because what when i'm sharing the screen i cannot see the chat but if you janice or riva see something in the chat please yeah. feel to address it chuck's and concerned that he's huh? not real <laughs> and well, of course chuck you are real uh, you are real I you, matter. <laughs> You're, yes. you matter very much but the bottom line is we plant karma every moment of every day karma to see ourselves how we look like there's uh karmic correlations like if if you look good to yourself it's probably because you've had patience um anger causes us to look old and wrinkled I've had anger in the past <laughs> anyway chuck you do matter but you if you understand the pen deeply it gives you 
um, an opportunity to take control of your life because you can choose what seeds you're planting. If you want to have good results in the future, you help someone else have good results now. You, you know, that's the whole idea behind the four steps. And, um, you know, sharing if you want prosperity. Uh, bottom line is we come from our seeds. So, and like um, Alex was saying, you know, if you touch a hot stove and you have pain, you know, you do something about it. You remove your hand. And that's the same thing. If we're having suffering now, we don't have to continue in that suffering because we can recognize it's a it's a purification of an old bad seed. So maybe we can be happy that we're burning up those bad seeds. So you are very real and we do come from our karma. Um, and that may, gives us all the power we want to have a different life in the future by planning different karma. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, please. For me, Chuck is like the subuti right now because this, this, this is the first thing that happens, they say that when someone explains you the pen or the emptiness that you go to that side that, what, I'm not real? What are you telling me that I'm not real? That and, and you get in this place. So that's a very good thing, Chuck. <laughs> it's a very good thing because you are thinking about it. And, and that gives you fear. It's like, what, am I empty? I don't exist. Or maybe people can think like, then I can do anything or because everything is empty. So I will do whatever I want because I don't exist. But but no, the, the thing here is that because you are empty, because everything is empty, you can exist and you are real, pretty, pretty real. But as karmic sits and this doesn't have anything of wrong, like, yeah, I'm a bunch of, like you say, I'm a bunch of karma. Or, or like, I don't know who said the glue. I'm just like glue and everything tidying together. But but that's a cool thing. That's why we can change it. That's why we are here talking about this because if we are empty, if we're just a bunch of karma, that means we can plant whatever we want. And that's the beautiful thing. And that's the next step of after saying oh no i'm empty oh yeah but if i'm empty then i can change it i can love people i can treat my dog right even if he's eating my shoe right now hey stop it <laughs> so okay. we can plant good karma and having a beautiful life and uh, and have the things we like forever because we know how to keep them going so that's the beautiful thing about being empty. And, and that's the whole thing about all the studies and everything. If everything is empty, we can change it and we can be whatever we want to be planting the right seeds. If you want papaya, plant papaya. If you want some mango, plant mango seeds. So that's the beautiful thing about being empty. So we are really a strange substance. Yeah, we're glue. Where the chocolate chocolate sauce? <laughs> Yay! And and I will say I would like to add if any person uh, ever feels like scared about whatever, I will say getting confused and not seeing clearly, not knowing clearly. It's just something that I myself I'm trying lately, and. This may need further examination, but so far, something that I believe could be good for that is to um, make other people feel protected and start giving protection and make others feel safe and calm and everything's okay, don't worry. And like, I got you, you know? And um, it's I connected with the Crystal Lake technique when we really very consciously try to make other people's minds feel very at peace, at ease. Sometimes that may mean cheering someone up. Sometimes I may mean uh, giving them space and quiet time for concentration. So you have to be very skillful to know what each person needs at that particular moment in order to make their mind, their lake more beautiful, right? But I think giving protection and making feel others safe and love and protected 
can be very good against um, fears and confusions, I think. So should we read now, Alex Rivas? Sí. Sí. Cool. Uh, you, you should as, as well take total refuge in the Dharma, which they, the victorious Buddhas, have grasped completely. The Dharma jewel, which when you rely on it properly, eliminates every fear in this cycle of life. And you should do so too with the assembly of bodhisattvas who have been able to reach the state of a realized being. You should accept them as companions in helping you to practice the path. And so I offer myself to the excellent one. I myself offer this body of mine to gentle voice. I call out in a voice from a desperate situation. I cry out to the saver loving eyes, the one who lives in compassion, who is free of all error. And I beg you to protect me, a person who had committed great bad deeds. Oh, that's beautiful that I'm reading this. <laughs> Please protect me. I seek protection in all those saviors whose hearts are filled with great compassion. I cry out from my heart to a realized pair named essence of space and essence of earth. I take refuge as well in one, in the one with the diamond. When those full of hate, such as the messengers of death, catch sight of him, they're really filled. They're filled with fear and forced to flee in every direction. Yay. Okay, okay. Just for you to know, uh, the bold letters are the root text written by Master Shantideva. And then the, no, I don't know how to say, the non-bold letters are the commentary by Gail Sabye. And the italics are the commentary, the root text um, hidden or included in the commentary. So as you can see, Alex Rivas, you just read this. Um, it, it comes like we are looking for refuge because we are afraid and we are desperate. And I think as far as I remember, maybe you remember as well, Janice, Geshe Michael has thought that one of the um, prerequisites to look for refuge, as you do mention, is you have to have a problem. So you have to have a problem. You have to have somebody who you believe can help you. And well, there are other characteristics, but let's say that person needs to care about you. They need to know about your problem. They need to be powerful enough to help you. And they need to know. No, they need to know. They need to be able and they need to care. So I think that in a way, that's why he he talks about these different enlightened beings because each one of them represents different aspects of enlightened beings. And here, if we read the commentary, we will be able to, to understand more why he does mention this, at least a little more, why he does mention each one of them. Um, and yeah, if any of you wants to add anything that comes to your mind, please just feel free. And if not, we keep reading. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel absolute terror over the fears of the lower realms. And so I offer myself to the excellent one, Samantha Badra, that son of the victors who possesses the power of prayers and beg him to protect me from these fears. I myself, that is without the urging of anyone else at all, Offer this body of mine as well to gentle boys, Manjushri, with thoughts of great faith. And I call out in the voice from a dis desperate and frightening situation. I cry out to that one who accomplishes the aims of others in two ways, with perfect spontaneity and in an uninterrupt uninterrupted flow. To the one who lives in compassion, who is free of all error to the savor whose name is Loving Eyes of Alokiteshvara. And how, it, and how is that that I cry out in the words, I beg you to protect me, a person who has committed great bad deeds. Just so, 
just so do I seek protection in all those savers whose hearts are filled with great compassion. Those realized bodhisattvas, such as the pair named Essence of Space, Akashagarva, and Essence of Earth, Kshitigarva, and so too loving one, Maitreya, and the ender of obstacles, Nirvana Vishkambi. I cry out from my heart, so please protect me. And finally, I take refuge in the one with the diamond, in the holder of the diamond, Badrapani. When those full of hate living beings, when those such as the messenger of death or the hell guards catch sight of me, him, they are filled with fear and are forced to flee in every direction. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I want to say something about it because he's like, we're saying that you cannot take refuge in outer objects, right? First we say that and then we are pledging, like praying some outer beings to help us. And that when they come, like the bad spirits or bad things will go away, or like they will be feel very like afraid of of them, you know. But let's take it to how they explain it. For example, they say that the real, like the true Buddha jewel, for example, is the emptiness of the Buddha's mind and your mind and it's the same emptiness and that's why you can see your mind as a buddha mind later if you plant the right seeds because they are empty then the dharma jewel is the direct perception of that emptiness that's the dharma jewel and the sangha jewel is the people who the realized being who has seen emptiness directly so for me your when I pray, I pray to emptiness. And that's what I, I, yeah, I pray to those beings, but because they are empty, they can help me. And I think they exist and they can help me, but because they are empty. So I pray that I should get this direct perception of emptiness. And when I do it, that's what will, like the hell guards and all those bad things or spirits will be very scared of or they will run away because I saw emptiness. So they cannot touch me. They cannot like, yeah, the very harm to me because I know they are coming from me. So for me, when you have the direct perception of emptiness, that's the thing that will help you. And that's the thing that will scare every bad thing away. That this direct perception of emptiness because you will be a good person if you know that everything is coming from you you will stop yourself and that's the help that the buddhas can give you teach you emptiness they cannot stop you or take away my seats from your mind they can just teach you and then they will come and help you and they will say okay plant good seeds man <laughs> if you if you want help plant good seeds and that's it that's the help they can give you and when you have the seeds then maybe this great being will come and and flew, flew away all the bad things and spirit but because you have the seeds and that's how they can teach you like to put yourself in situations when you can plant good seeds for example oh i want money i want money and then some guy appears and asks you for money and you have five dollars but you said oh no this is my only five dollars it will keep them to me so you pray for money. So they give you this situation when you can plant the seeds for money and you don't do it. It's like, hey man, we're, we're saving you. We're giving you these opportunities. It's, I remember another story, but it's from, I think it's from like the Christians or Catholics that you're drowning in the sea and, and you're like, oh, please God, help me. Please help me. And, and then this guy in a boat comes and he, hey, do you want to come? And you're, no, God, God will help me. God will help me. And then this guy goes. And then you're, please, God, help me. Why don't you come? And then someone in a helicopter, hey, come here. No, God will help me. God will help me. And then you keep doing it. And then he dies. And he goes with God. And he, he said, hey, why didn't you help me? I was asking for help. And God said, like, man, I sent you the guy with a helicopter and a guy with a boat and you didn't get in. So 
don't say that I'm not helping you. So for me, that's that's the thing here. Like we ask for help, and that's the kind of help that we will uh, get. Like see the situations where you can plant the seeds for the thing you want in the future. So for me, that's refuge too. That was something, Janice? Yeah, that was great, Alex. You know, and I like that you described what the emptiness of the Buddha was, as that that's the Buddha jewel, the emptiness of the Dharmakaya, the Buddha mind. I like that you broke that down so that we know what we're going to refuge in. You know, and um, at, earlier on, Juan mentioned the, the five levels or the five paths. Um, and the first one of those is renunciation. And what is renunciation? I think it's always good for us to review it because I don't know if any of you are like me, but sometimes I'm still on the path of renunciation, which is I'm having pain, I'm suffering. And I'm realizing day by day that this world is broken. I'm mm -hmm. sick of it. I'm tired of it. I want to change it. And that's renunciation. I live in a world where the people I love the dogs I love, they're all going to die and I'm going to be left alone. And it makes me super, super sad. So I want to do something about it. And that takes us on to the next path, which is the bodhicitta level, um, where we start to do something about it. When the guy that Alex mentioned comes up and he says, I need money. I got to feed my family. If we're on that path, then we want to help others. We'll, we'll give them you know, something that can help them. We'll give them food. or And that's an opportunity for us to plant the seeds we need because we need a lot of seeds and have to collect a lot of them to see emptiness directly. So those two paths, first realizing that our world is broken and it hurts us and that we want to do something about it, not only for ourselves, but for everyone else takes us to the bodhicitta path where we start developing this wish to want to help others. And then we recognize opportunities where we can help others. And then we're planting the seeds for us to one day see emptiness directly, which, you know, that's, it's, we still have more steps in that path, but it's a beautiful thing because we see directly how it is that our karma is creating our reality. And then we can really, really plant the seeds to become enlightened because we'll know what to do. So I just I just wanted to mention that. And then, oh yeah, that's what I wrote, how things happen. Mm, yeah, so, you know, I just, I think this is a beautiful course. And as we also realize along the way, we have planted bad seeds. So along with that path of renunciation and bodhicitta, we wanna use this tool that Juan is bringing to us today to start removing the bad seeds. So that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, Janice. Thank you, Juan. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, thank you as well, Alex. Um, and everybody who's here, actually, the, all the translators, all the people who write in the chat, thank panelists, you, of course. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, I think I was thinking about this. Sometimes I like sometimes but i like like these movies like um like the godfather or like these uh you know gangster mafia movies and i think sometimes you can learn things from them not to be taken literally but to find that what what's a deeper message you can get out of it right sometimes i like to think of as the the bad guys in the movies actually are not people and are mental afflictions and, and the good guy beats the mental affliction and things like that. You play with your own stories and it can be interesting what you can learn. But the reason I mentioned this is because I saw a, a, a question or something that Chuck put in the chat. He said, isn't asking help for the Buddhas just like constantly asking God for help? And I thought, okay, Alex Rivas just read us this beautiful, like I ask help to this people like lord of powers lord of compassions lord of wisdom i ask for help right so it's like you come i imagine like it's like you go and to one of these like very powerful families and please please protect me i don't have you know so many kinds of problems and and these bad people are like threatening me 
and I don't have food and I don't have work and please, I need your help, right? So then they say, okay, fine. We will help you. But, but it's not that they are going to help you and then you're just going to abuse their help. No, 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 no. You're going to start working for them. And that, as long as you're working for them, you're going to be part of the family and you're going to be protected. <laughs> and it's interesting because actually uh, it's one of the benefits of achieving bodhicitta. Actually, if you study the Lam Rim, one of them is called now Buddhas and Bodhisattvas consider you as part of the family. And they also say Buddhas and Bodhisattvas consider you as, as your children. So now you're protected, but you also pray that you're going to make the family proud. You are not just going to, you know, spend all the money and party and get all drunk and careless about the resources. No, 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 no. You're there to help and serve the purposes of the family. So, yeah, as far as you're planting good seeds and working for the benefits of everybody, you're trying to be a bodhisattva you're going to be protected. That's beautiful. Another, another uh, maybe point of view from refuge. <laughs> uh, and I would like to end the reading because it's just two paragraphs more and we finished the reading. And it talks a little bit about that. Um, let me share the screen. Okay, so Alex Rivas finished with this one. And this may be the last one. I'll read this one says okay i acknowledge right i have up till now act against your wishes i've been a bad kid <laughs> let's say now though i have seen the great errors now i understand what i have done wrong and so i take refuge in you and beg you to remove my fears with all speed and then um, Master Yel Sabje explains, it says, I have up, on, up till now act against your wishes. I have committed negative actions and I have failed to engage in positive actions. Now though, I have seen the great terrors of the limitless cycle of life and the lower realms. And so I take refuge and commit myself, that's what I was telling you about, and commit myself to carrying out your every wish concerning those things which I should take up and those things which I should give up. I beg you to remove my fears with all speed. I think it does mean that like, uh, now I commit to, to, to work for the family. <laughs> I commit to stop planting bad seeds or, you know, like really working towards that. And I commit to plant good seeds and really working towards that. And yay, this is the end of this reading. Hmm. Um, so, oh, well, if any of you wants to add any final words, you're very welcome. We have like... Two seconds. Uh, yeah, two seconds. <laughs> Bye. No, I but I think thank you, Juan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Juan. And um, thank you for the chat. It was really a great chat. You guys were asking great questions and answering one another. It was so cool. Um, thank you, everyone. Translators, thanks for asking me he here today. <laughs> it's a great oh, opportunity for you. me to plant seeds. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Janice. And thank you, you both, for taking care of the chat because I was not um, able to see it until I stopped sharing the screen. Thank you. It's really, really useful. And what else? Uh, I would like to invite everybody to get ready. The translation program, official translation program with Geshe Michael is gonna be on, uh, start on January 6th. So get ready. It's a great, great, great chance to learn both ancient language and deep, deep ideas. So check it out, keep it in mind. And as well, if you want to support these and other projects that Diamond Cutter Classics are doing, please consider donating, supporting, whatever you can. It's really greatly appreciated. I'm going to share the link in case you want to do something in the chat. Um, here it is. It's very simple. You just go there and you'll find the big button on donations. 
And yeah, um, I just also want to say that we are recording these uh, sessions. We are uploading them both to YouTube and to Spotify. So Spotify is great if you are driving and you want to play just the audio in your radio, in the car, or something like that. It's very, very uh, accessible, Spotify. And, and it's under the name of Mix Not Reading Club, the podcast Mix Not Reading Club. You can hear these sessions. In YouTube, I also want to say we have ad, um, advertising in between the sessions. And I know this is not very pleasant, but just remember, every time you see advertisings uh, while watching Mixed Reading Club, you're actually helping financially um, the Mixed Reading Club. Because then YouTube, if you activate the advertising, YouTube gives certain amount of money to Diamond Color Classics. So yeah, it's uh, it's actually helping when you when when this advertising comes up, <laughs> it's helping Diamond Color Classics. All right. So thank you, thank you everybody. We'll see again soon. Best wishes, best wishes for December. Soon, Merry Christmas, and we we keep going. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Have a happy holidays, everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> All right.